0: Welcome back to another episode of Am I Doing This Right? I'm Corinne Fox. And I'm Natalie McMillan. And we are best friends, confidants, millennials, and the host of Am I Doing This Right? A life how-to podcast from the perspective of non-experts. And each week we cover a new topic and we pop open a new bottle of wine and we are popping because this is our last episode of 2021 so it's
1: a champ
0: it's a champagne champagne Champagne. (laughs) and today we are talking our best lessons that we've learned in 2021 and what me and you are bringing with us into the new year yeah we're gonna be talking about our favorite lessons from this year's episode so we went through our episodes we were like what did we actually learn yeah we, we learned we, a lot. We learned a lot. But, but you know those things, little tidbits, you're mm-hmm. like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring that into the this. new year. Mm-hmm. And also what we learned in our own personal lives that maybe we didn't talk about on the podcast, uh-huh. a highlight from some of our favorite guests this year – and then we're going to wrap up the show with our roses and thorns for 2021. What yes. What worked and what didn't work. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be real what honest with you. What did not work. What did not twerk? <laughs> so we're really excited. And also just want to say thank you guys for listening to a whole year of us. <gasps> a whole other year. We love you guys we so really much. Do. And this is so fun and fulfilling for us. So I genuinely love this
1: podcast so much. You do? Like, we worked so hard on it. And, like, it never feels like labor like it just feels like it's made with so much love yeah and like we exactly love doing it
0: so thank you guys for listening nat explain the champagne the is it sh- actually a champagne it's, it's
1: actually a prosecco it's, okay. it's a product of italy this is the lamarca prosecco this is just your standard prosecco. you can get this at cost plus world market if you want it's inexpensive and it's always just
0: I'm excited for it. So let's cheers to our podcast. Another year. year.
1: I love New Year. I love a New Year. I do too. New Year's is my favorite holiday.
0: It's one of mine. It's definitely one of mine. If you guys also want to go back, and listen to our new year's eve episode from last year it was all about like how to have rituals for a new year that's also a really good episode yeah if you really want to learn how to like welcome in the new year there's Mm -hmm. a lot of fun little tidbits in that one as well before we get into it i did want to talk about something that i realized this morning and i said corinne back your ass
1: up
0: (gasps) tell me I was like, you know, we're, we're away for the holidays. Like I'm not working. I'm really, really trying to take work off. Yeah. Like for real. I know. so hard. And then I thought, okay, great. I'm going to organize my closet. I'm going to organize my makeup. I'm going to go to Goodwill. I'm going to get my office put together the way. And then I said, whoa, stop. That's work. Toxic productivity. (gasps) I thought, wow, Corinne, you can't even allow yourself to really relax and rest. Because yes. I have all these, I was like, "Well," and then I and then I was like, "Well, I won't have a successful break if I don't accomplish all these things." Right. Which are like all the, all those little pending things. You're like, "Oh, I'm gonna do it when I have time." Yes. And, I, and I started catching myself. I was like, "Girlfriend, <gasps> back your ass up." Oh. That's- we can try, but if you don't get any of that done, Corinne. It's not a waste of your break. It's true. It's true. Because now I'm thinking, I'm like, oh, shit. I was planning on doing very similar things. And now I'm and like, like, that, ah. it's still obviously so good for you if you can. But I was, like, starting to make it, like – I have to do these things.
1: Right. But the problem also is in the fact that we don't do those things, like, because we work ourselves so hard during the week that we then do not have time to do any of those things. So it's like, we we also need to just cool it during the week. Right. right. So that, you know... <laughs> Maybe at 5 p.m. you could spend an hour on the closet. Yeah.
0: You well, know what I mean? Yeah. I just wanted to say that to anyone who's listening right now who also was like, okay, we're on break. New year. I want to do this, 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 yes. this, this. It's like if you just want to chill out for the next week and party, celebrate do the it. new year. And you don't go through your closet and give every – it's okay.
1: Do it. Drink a whole bottle of La Marca Prosecco.
0: <laughs> we're, not we're not sponsored. But we love – to be we would we would love <laughs> it we would love it
1: we should do an episode on toxic productivity because we 100% yeah.
0: that we are guilty oh, we of are that
1: very guilty but
0: not should we get into this week's episode yes
1: so we did 52 whole episodes this year one every single week and we never missed we literally never missed a, a single one we, we so tried really hard to do that too there yes. were some times where we were like oh shit we always pulled it off And we've learned a lot of facts. We've learned a lot of life hacks, facts and hacks. Facts and hacks. And we thought it'd be fun to not only reflect on what we've learned, but also just like what we learned in our personal lives. Yeah. In general. Yes. You know?
0: Yeah, for sure. And we kind of made these into little categories. And I think it's so fun to start with our career and what we learned from our podcast for our careers. And we got to start off with our first guest we had this year. If you guys don't remember, Colleen (gasps) Bordeaux. She was the best. Best. She was so, that's a great episode that for the beginning of the year. It was all episode. about like finding your purpose in your career and your life. She also has a book called, Am I Doing This Right? Which is why she was on the podcast. I know. But yeah, we spoke to her about how she left her traditional nine to five to follow her dream of being an author.
1: Yeah. She talked about how to redefine success and what we value. So not buying into what society has told us success actually looks like and creating a roadmap For your own personal success.
0: Yes. I love Colleen Bordeaux. And I feel like I took that episode and I really feel like I got a chance to expand myself this year outside of just being an actor. Yeah. And I actually – this was the first year that I produced something and I tried something outside of – myself. So that was really exciting for me. And I mean, I'll talk about this later, but also what success means to me, I kind of had a chance to redefine that for myself. Yeah. And um, I definitely look back at this year and I see a lot of success where there were some losses too. I know. And it's so good to like kind of reframe
1: when you look back on things like that, so another gem that I love from Colleen's episode, and this could be um, in your personal life, or this could be—I think especially with your career and like with your coworkers—yeah, mm-hmm. being a net positive person yeah so nobody likes to work with people who are downers Mm -hmm. and of course we all have our moments but you want to be that net positive yeah and you want to keep people in your life that are the net positives as well
0: absolutely be that
1: person in the office you guys (laughs) you know another gem we had on Dee Wong. Dee Wong. Dee Wong, the entrepreneur and angel investor. Her episode was on how to be bold and confidently advocate for yourself. Yes. yes. She is a super powerhouse and a master conversationalist. And I remember she said in terms of networking, it's not so much about what you say to people, but how you make them feel. Feel. Yes. Because people will always remember your energy more than your words.
0: I know. When she said that, I like kept that in my brain. And I feel like when I was networking this year, which in like my business, I do a lot of like things called generals, where you just like meet with someone from a studio or meet with a director just so you guys know each other. And I also have to make a lot of small talk on set. And I was always aware after we did that episode of like, okay, let me really focus on the other person. People love to talk about themselves. Yeah. And let me make sure that I'm, you know. Making sure they feel good because what we talk about, I mean, it's arbitrary. Anyways, I was right. like, "Where are you from?" And you know, whatever. But it's like, do do they feel like I'm interested in them, or do yes. they feel good when we leave our conversation? And I really took that and implemented it. Well, it is a very like people really do remember the energy.
1: They do more than what you say. I don't remember what people say, but I always remember their energy.
0: And Dee is unforgettable. If you meet Dee once, you're like, "Oh, oh. my god, oh, my god,
1: she is <laughs> the best." <laughs> 10 out of 10 recommend that one.
0: Okay, so should we talk about what we've learned in our own personal lives about our career? Yes. Let's get into it. I think for me, I got to say this year, I learned to ask for help more. I recently just got an assistant, Danielle. Hello. Um, and she's going to be starting with me in the new year. And that was something that was really hard for me. I really didn't feel worthy of help or deserving of assistance. You know, I've talked to you a lot about this. But I feel like I really grew outside of that lack mentality and i began to realize that the more, and you told me this, like the more help I have, the more opportunities I'll have to to work exactly. and make money. Exactly. And I also, biggest life-changing thing that helped me in my career is I got a life coach this year. She was in an a, a total game changer in terms of my productivity, not in a toxic way, but also like planning in, you're going to not do anything after this. Yeah, I was going to say almost the
1: opposite. Yeah. She so, was like, stop being so productive because it's ruining your life.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and she just really helped me so much. Or as a creative, if you're listening to this, organize my project, set deadlines for myself and have accountability. And then every week going to someone like, hey, where are you on this project? What are your next steps you got to do? How, how many hours is that going to take? you to do yeah and like where in your schedule can we place it and i feel like i accomplished so many projects and i got to the finish line on so many things because i had a life coach and she held you accountable and she held me
1: accountable there was a lot of times where she was like corinne what the fuck oh oh she <laughs> and does like, there's still things sorry. she really
0: wants me to book my housekeeper monthly like just every oh, month right. to come and i can't do it I'm too afraid to ask her to just, can you just come the same day every month? So I, yeah. I'm. she's like, have you done that yet? Yeah. I'm like, no. She's like, okay, we're going to put it on your schedule. Yeah. And I'm going to keep doing it until you just ask her to just come every month. Just simply ask. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, we're going to need – I'm going to need her,
1: honestly. Yeah, need her. So, yeah, what I took away from interviewing all these gals and just what gave me a lot of inspiration was that they all – Like truly, truly loved their careers yeah, and were so authentically themselves in their careers. And I think about Didi Wong. That woman shows up. She is just herself. She is, you know. And a lot of these women, it's just like pure authenticity. And I think that it really helped me kind of like push through some of my fears because I know people won't believe this, but I am actually a shy person. You
0: are – okay. 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 I'm not going to even say it. With strangers, I am a shy person. No, you're not shy. I am shy. You're introverted. Uh, oh, different. True.
1: <laughs> well, we might have an episode on that. <laughs> but, you know, it's like I like to hide away a little bit because it's like the more out there you are, the more you are susceptible to being attacked, which – I don't want to do. Of course. You know, and that's my own personal traumas. But I feel like even becoming friends with some of these ladies, Asia has become one of our friends. She was an an early year episode. And I think that they just gave me like the strength to be like, okay, no,
0: like I can show up as me. And I will say your brand is authentically you. I really feel like it is you unfiltered. Yes, truly unfiltered. And it feels honest. And that's why people love it.
1: And I think that this year it became more and more and more and just will continue to. Yes.
0: So so let's talk relationships now that we've talked about careers and what we've learned through our podcast about relationships One episode that we did that was super popular was How to Navigate Adult Relationships. In this episode, we talked about how to navigate friendships in your adulthood and how you can break up with a toxic friend. And we also talked about how friendships change over time and how our expectations for friendships should also change over time. Mm -hmm. Once, you know, career motivations and adult responsibilities come into the picture, it's really only natural for the number of our must friends, which we'll get into, to kind of peter out and the ideal of people's expectations for friendship is always really in tension with the reality of our lives you know like Mm -hmm. you want to have all these friends and see them all the time it's like we really don't have time for that anymore we truly do not i mean i we basically created this podcast so we could just hang out pretty much (laughs) pretty much Um, (laughs) but something that just stuck with me and i always kind of think about that we learned in that episode was the different types of friends so there's the must friend which is you're a must okay
1: You are a must. You're a best
0: buddy, member of the inner circle, the closest of relationships. Like if something happens, like a birth, a death, winning the lotto, breakups, whatever, these are the people that you call. Mm -hmm. But you could also have like a trust friend, which demonstrate a level of integrity that, you know, you can trust confiding in them. Someone you're always really glad to see and perhaps want to be closer to if you had time. And I feel like I have a lot of those people yeah. where like, God, I just wish I trust them. I could tell them, like, really deep stuff. But I wish I could just see them more. Asia's yeah. one of them for me. Like, the first time I met her was talking about such deep stuff with her. And then I was like, she lives in New York. You need Angel. to come out here. Come out here. And then the next was a rust friend. So this is a person that you've known for a really long, long time, and you're probably not gonna get any closer to that friend unless something changes. But they're a part of your life, you know? They're they're mm-hmm. they're always gonna be there. Right. And then lastly, having a just friend. So that's a person you see at your schools, at parties, who is enjoyable in company, but you have no desire to socialize with outside of a specific context. Right. They're just, just they're just there. I just liked learning that in that episode. Yeah. It was like it kind of helps you like. Like, categorize like expectations for people. A
1: hundred percent, a hundred percent and we all might have a toxic friend. So from Colleen's episode, like we said about the whole net positive thing before in career, apply this to your relationships. So ask yourself if you've got a friend that's a net positive in your life. You know, no friendship's perfect, but if you're dreading being around them more than you are looking forward to it, then maybe you got to let cut, that, the tie. cut the ties. Cut the ties. Because, again, everybody in your life,
0: be a net, net po- positive. positive. If they're a for negative. For sure. Mm-mm. And I feel like in my real life off of that episode, I think this really helped me because I think from time to time, I get really sad about my friendships in college and in high school and, and maybe not being as close to some of those people anymore. And I think this episode really helps me ma- make peace with the fact that relationships change over time. And yeah. no, I'm not running around in my sorority house with my girlfriends anymore. So of course, I'm not going to be as close as we were. And that doesn't necessarily mean that our friendship is bad. It's just different. Right. right. It's just the different, and we're ten years out at this point. I know. I actually just talked to my sorority sisters about celebrating our ten-year friendship anniversary next the, next Crazy. yes, in the new year. In the new year, but
1: like, look how much changes in ten years. You can't expect a friendship to be the same. Yeah, I, I think it's just thing. like I
0: had to kind of mourn that and kind of be yeah. like, okay, and that doesn't mean we are on bad terms right. or anything. It's just like you know, some of them have across the country.
1: Yeah, some of them are getting married. kids yeah. you know, it's, we're in all kinds of different scenarios. Yes. The next relationship section, we... Absolutely loved this guest so much. She might have been one of my all-time favorites of 2021. And that is healthy sex with Tracy Cacks. Tracy
0: Kax. <laughs> and that's the only way we exclusively say her we name. say her name
1: like that Tracy Kax. <laughs> she is an international sex and relationship expert. And she came on the podcast to talk about sex and how to build a healthy sex life. Yeah. Communication is the key to great sex And younger men in heterosexual relationships have often been lied to about how to pleasure women, by the media, of course,
0: and by women themselves. Yes, we talked about that toxic cycle we're in where, Mm -hmm. like, women are performing and then men think that's working. And then it just passes down all these, like, incorrect information about, like, pleasure. Right. I just love Tracy Cox's energy.
1: And you know what? Because when when we had her on, we were like, we don't know this. Might, is it gonna be like kind of weird?
0: No, she. We, oh my god, we were so comfy talking. Oh to my her. god, I
1: <laughs> loved. She was the best. She kind of talked about like how it's a myth that women have a lower sex drive than men, and she was like, women just get bored easier than men, which true, true. And she said, you know, if you told a man who was twenty that he'd be having exactly the same sex for the rest of his life, he would say, great. But if you told a woman that, she would be like, I am fucking bored. (laughs) Absolutely not. And she says that women need novelty, excitement, adventure... And that we're the ones that live in our heads. Yeah, like men
0: are like very physical. Physical. They just want to stick their penis in something. True. Women need the whole – we need the storyline. We need what's happening. We need the whole experience. The whole experience. (laughs) And you know what? I was really excited because we have that episode. And you know Joe listens to every single episode. And so – and he's also just really comfortable talking about sex. But I wanted to share how it kind of implemented into my own lives. Uh And we actually had a conversation between the two of us. I also, you know – Talk to Joe about spreading this knowledge to his guy friends so he can be a part of breaking the cycle. Yes. Because, you know, I'm sure there's not a I mean, maybe we have a lot of heterosexual men that listen to this podcast, but Joe might be the only he one. He might
1: be the only one. And,
0: you know, I was like, hey, you know, you can share this with your friends and, you know, help give, also give women or their girlfriends can be like, oh, thank you for, oh, you know, that great. And I don't have to pretend and that don't, feels good. You know right, what I mean? I don't right, right.
1: And uh, you don't have to make, you break their little hearts and be like, So this whole time I've hated everything for this. (laughs) Yeah,
0: exactly, (laughs) exactly. But in terms of relationships, things that we've learned in our own life outside of the podcast. Yes. um, Nat, do you want to talk about what you've learned?
1: Yes. I think just in relationships in general, I think in, in particular, like with my family, Really just, like, sort of having boundaries and speaking up for my needs and asking for help. Again, those are things that are really, really hard for me. And just how to, like, communicate better in general. Mm-hmm. I had a conversation this year with my dad that was
0: literally a decade. I'm so – when you told me you had that conversation, I was like, I had no words. I said, I can't believe you did it.
1: I can't I believe
0: it. It was crazy. <laughs> but, like, it
1: was so powerful and, like – I don't think I could have done that in 2020. Yeah. I think it took 2021 and, like, all I have learned this year to be, like, I can have this conversation. This can go in the way that I want it to go and, like, be very healthy and constructive. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that, I think I just became more open to, like, dating and, like, playing the field. Yeah. So that was my hot take for 2021. (laughs)
0: I think for me, in terms of relationships, I really, like you, also learned how to speak up for my needs better, like needing space or needing connection. And I do think Joe will agree with me that I've gotten a lot better at not bottling things up and asking for what I need in the moment, which is really, really hard. Like, for example, we were in the car when Joe's brother and sister-in-law were here and I wanted to go in the grocery store to get something because I wanted a specific brand of whatever we were cooking, cooking something. And Joe was like, no, 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 like, I'll go in. Like, I want to go in. And I was like, no, I want to go in. And he was like, well, I'll just do it. I'll just do it for you. So then I ended up going in and I just pulled him to the side and said, hey, babe, you know what? Like, I really felt like you weren't listening to me then. And I really just did. I wanted to go in because I wanted to look, whatever, get the specific brand. And that didn't make me feel good. And he was like, oh, my God, thank you for telling me. And I just did it in the moment so that I didn't build it up. For later, and sometimes what I used to do was like, okay, I'll remember this, Mm -hmm." Mm -hmm. and then I'd whip that out. You and that Aries moon. Two weeks later, I'd be like, well, I'm gonna tell you all the things that have pissed me (laughs) off that time in the grocery store, that time, you know. And he'd be like, shit, why are you telling me when that
1: happened? Yes,
0: well, I was saving it for right now because yes, (laughs) I'm very proud of myself, and I and Joe actually complimented me on it. He's like, wow, babe, you've done such a good job at doing that, and I want to do better at doing it for myself. Yeah. 'Cause it's so much better when it's just like right then. Yes. And it's just
1: communication and it's not like I'm trying to pick a fight with you. It's like I'm just telling you like this is how
0: I felt. Yeah. I'm like it's fine. And he was like, I'm so sorry. Thank you for telling me. Yeah. And yeah. And here we are. Also, can I just say one thing about Joe that he did really well this year? Yes. Okay. Everybody Um, knows Joe. So Joe, I hope he doesn't get mad that I'm saying this. He does this thing sometimes where he wants to do it for me. Kind of like in this situation, like if I'm struggling with something, he would like grab it out of my hand and then like open the jar and be like, here Uh you go. And I'd be like, can you not take things out of my hand or do it for me or ask, you know? Mm -hmm. And he was like, oh my God, I didn't even realize I was doing that. You know, and it's kind of a little bit of, like, a not a patriarchal, but just, like, I'm the man. I'll just right, do it. Right, right, right. And he's really caught himself. He, what was the other day? Like, I, I was trying to, and he almost went, and he said, oh, I'm sorry. No, you do it. <gasps> and he just, like, kind of fought that, like, urge to just go in and do it for me and fix it, and I can do it faster. <laughs> Snaps for Joe. And he did such a good job about that. And he's really, paid a, he's really paid attention to doing that. And thank you, Joe. Thank you, Joe. All the women say... Thank you. (laughs) Okay. So let's talk about, we've talked about career relationships. Let's talk about ourselves. Selves. Yes. What we've learned through our podcast about being our best selves. Being our best selves. So- Two of our most popular,
1: most listened to episodes ever were the morning and night routine episodes. Mm -hmm. And that was for good reason because they were very packed with information. And I think it also just collectively called all of us out for (laughs) for not having good morning and night routines and structure, which is really the overall theme. And both of those episodes really pointed out that consistency in the morning and night routines – absolutely key key.
0: yeah yeah in the morning routines episode we looked at a bunch of super successful people and tracked what they did in their mornings and we discovered that they all woke up early they hydrated before caffeinating they ate breakfast breakfast that usually was pretty carb heavy that was interesting to me yeah, yeah and they did some form of movement or spiritual practice in the morning yeah seems like mornings for successful people are very sacred they seem very sacred, a very magical morning practice. Yes. And then for nighttime routines, we really focused on the importance of taking the time to wind down and starting basically right when you're done with work and taking baths and reading and changing into your comfy clothes, etc. All the things you should start doing earlier in the night rather than later. Mm-hmm. And another huge aspect of night routines was keeping electronics off and making your room a sanctuary for sleep only. It was sleep and yes. sex only. Yes. Yeah. So, like, no TVs in yeah. the bedroom. Yep. No,
1: yep. nothing. Like, it's just for the sleeping and the sexy time. That's it. And we that was a cool episode, too, because it was, like, we kind of talked about how to, like, optimize it. Like, yes. the temperature, yes. the, like, sounds, everything. And from those two episodes, something I found so fascinating, and Corinne had already been on it, was the concept of chronotypes and how we can work optimally based on – when we best sleep and wake up.
0: And you kind of made your whole work schedule around your chronotype. I
1: did. I did. After that, I had no idea they were even a thing. And then after that, I was like, oh, shit. We all work differently based on how we – our body's, yeah. yeah, circadian rhythm is. Oh,
0: for sure. I mean, I work out in the morning because I'm a dolphin and I – it takes me longer to wake up. I'm very tired in the more I'm not operating. So I have to get my endorphins going. Yeah. But like Joe, he gets tired or early. So he worked, you know, it's just like he has to work out later. So he yeah. gets the endorphins later. Yes. All, all interesting That's things. Fascinating. Absolutely and, fascinating. Yeah. And another episode we did about like ourselves and self-love was how to overcome failure, which was one of my personal favorites, because I feel like we both got super vulnerable about our own perceived failures and like, mm-hmm. you know. Good on
1: yeah. us. So I talked about how I didn't feel like I wasn't getting into all these like private colleges that all my friends were. And I truly was like, oh, my God, I am a failure. I'm stupid. Mm-hmm. I'm all this stuff. And
0: little did you know that you had to go to that college yes, because of the jewelry program. The ju- yeah, it all worked. out. And I realized, actually, I am smart. You are incredibly smart. I, I can smart. Kind of sign on that. I just
1: can't really do math is the thing. <laughs> Same here. But if you put me in my element, <laughs> I will get straight A's.
0: And then, yeah, I talked about the BET Awards, which you were at when I mispronounced Stoop Dog's name and yes. how that, like, haunted me. And I think what <laughs> I learned but is— I almost just said, happen to <laughs> <laughs> that, that, happened to the best
1: of us. But I don't think that— That does not happen to the best of us. Because
0: that happened to <laughs> the best of us. But I think what I learned was that— Nobody else is really perceiving your failure because I thought, oh, this is going to be national headlines. Right. There was one dude on Twitter that – like literally one. One person noticed on Twitter. And that that was was it. And that was it. Nobody (laughs) else noticed at all. So, yeah. Yeah.
1: So we learned that the perception of failure is often just the self-fulfilling prophecy and it hinders your performance ability – actually causing you to fail more later. Yeah. And we learned in one study, monkeys who made a mistake in a trial, even after mastering the task on par with other monkeys, later performed worse than the monkeys who made no mistakes.
0: Yeah, so it's like if you hold on to the failure, it actually – you're so nervous about failing that you do it more. You get in your head about it. And then it actually becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Where you're like, uh-huh. I don't want to do that. And then you don't and then you don't do it well. And right. it's this whole thing. Right. Cause you don't believe in yourself after that. Yes. And I thought it was really cool on how to overcome failure that we learned was that you can reframe and reimagine your failures. So research suggests you can edit out previous failures by visualizing them getting smaller and dimmer or infusing your memories of them with funny or improbable details yeah just revisualize, reframe it yes
1: and actually we also learned that failure has benefits yes for one it causes freedom because failure strips you of your notion of invincibility so accepting your failure it really takes an act of humility and if you own your failure you are then liberated yes you no longer have the pressure to be seen as perfect very freeing yeah very freeing yes
0: and also it creates a sense of clarity so crisis creates clarity and failure forces us zero in on what is most important mm-hmm Yes. And I think this year I actually really utilized that episode on something that could have been perceived as a failure. And I totally don't see it that way. We I I produced a show called Dad Stop Embarrassing Me. We didn't get a second season. And I really look back on that entire experience with such admiration. And even though we didn't get picked up, well, I will say at the time, I really thought I was never going to work again as a producer. I thought, oh my God, this is my first thing. It doesn't get a second season. I'm never going to work as a producer again. I
1: remember this because we were walking around my, my, block
0: eating doritos oh yes yes and talking about it yes (laughs) and that absolutely didn't happen and since then i've already sold another tv show i'm developing five other television and film projects as we speak and i look back at dad stop embarrassing me as this learning lesson yes that i got to learn how to be a producer in the safe environment with family netflix was so great to me and so it was just like oh this was just my little training course right it was just a little training course yeah and i think i told you i was
1: like maybe talking about reframing yeah i was like what if we think of this as like this not being on your schedule then opens up all this time for you to do different projects
0: oh yeah and i'm so glad i I, I loved the show Um, i'm very proud of it but also i have so many things that i get to do in 2022 now yeah and produce and create because i have time for it
1: i know so hey there's that reframe yes And then lastly, in our self category, I loved this episode so much, and it was practicing body neutrality, Mm -hmm. and that was with Dana Patterson, friend of the pod. It was episode 51, and I think everybody living right now in the age of social media particularly for those of us who were raised in like the 90s and early 2000s we were very inundated with messaging around our bodies around dieting and it was so much of it was so predatory and psychological and kind of having to unlearn that and be like wait that's not normal yeah very hard to do and i think something that was cool that she pointed out was that the body positivity, quote unquote, that moment really got taken over. And then the message got completely lost. And she was talking about how she found herself posting photos on Instagram with like really long captions, like explaining why, like, I love my body. Yeah, and like, yeah, yeah. Why, you know, people post like pictures of like their stretch marks. And they're like, I love my stretch marks, blah, 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 blah. blah. And it's like, we don't have to be explaining ourselves. Yeah. We can simply exist as a human being in a body and just be like, here I am. Yep. I'm just here.
0: Yes. You know? I loved learning about body neutrality because yes. I do think there is so much body positivity. And right. then it just like bleeds into toxic positivity. And exactly. then it just, yeah. Because yeah. Because
1: listen, if you don't love your stretch marks, you don't have to.
0: Yeah. You can just be like, there they are. Yeah. Period. They exist. I exist. (laughs) I exist. They exist. Here we are. We're just vibing on planet Earth. We're just (laughs) vibing. So in terms of outside of the podcast, what we learned about ourselves, mine kind of bleeds into what we just talked about, which is really maximizing my life to my chronotype. Well, mine really is a lot about... That episode with Dana. I feel like that truly,
1: like, changed so – she was saying things that were just, like, mind-blowing, mind-blowing. My brain was exploding every time. And I think I just really started to recognize, like, the advertising and the – all these different, like, fads and Mm -hmm. things. And then I was reflecting when we were talking about this episode, and I was like, I think if it weren't for this year, like, if last year there was some sort of, like – health trend I probably would have jumped on it you know what I mean yeah yeah like if they were like oh you gotta drink celery juice every fucking morning for whatever whatever I would have been like oh let me try this yeah but now I'm like I just am gonna eat and work out in a way that feels very good to my my own body and myself and I'm just gonna do that for me yeah and I've never been healthier honestly
0: Oh yeah
1: so it's all made up and I just whatever goop tells me I'm like no thanks I don't need to do that
0: I remembered what I wanted to say about my like self thing outside of just learning about my body. I mean, my chronotype and like my internal clock, Uh but also learning to speak up on things that don't work for me. So like, for example, I work at this company right now and we had like 9 a.m. meeting. Can we all make this? And I said, no. Good for you. Do you know how scary that was to be like, and oh, I didn't say sh- why, I just said, oh, that doesn't work for me because I know my chronotype, my brain's not going to be turned on at 9 a.m. for right. a meeting. I can take at right. 10 a.m., right, but at 9, I'm not going to be my best self, exactly. and I'm not going to show up to the meeting as my best self. And so that was learning to speak up for my need and what works for me was yes. really scary.
1: And it all, and it was because after you've learned more about
0: my body. Yes. And I was like, oh, I know at 9 a.m., I'm going to be like half awake and not paying attention and not show up my best self. So I'm going to say no.
1: So I'm catching the theme here for the self category is that do what works for you. We are not all built the same. No. So don't try to fit into the same box. No. Shall we get into our next category?
0: Yes. Financials. Financials. What did we learn from our podcast financially? And we had one of my dream guests. I was so nervous she was when she got so on here. I was like nervous. freaking the fuck out. You would
1: have thought it was Megan goddamn Markle.
0: Um we had Aaron <laughs> Lowry on the podcast, who is an author and a personal finance expert. And Aaron gave us so many amazing tips on how to talk about money with the people in our lives, be it friends, family, and especially in partnership. We talked about being financially naked with people in our lives to take Mm -hmm. the stigma out of money talks. Mm -hmm. Because it can feel really unromantic to ask your partner if they have a ton of debt before getting more serious with them. But it is a very practical question. And she suggested framing up conversations in ways of gold. So instead, you would ask, what is a financial goal you have in the next five years and what is stopping you from getting there? That's kind of the stopping you is the like, Indeed, I got debt.
1: Uh-huh, <laughs> that's kind of where it would come, that's where the reveal would come up. Exactly.
0: And their answer should really reveal what you need to know.
1: Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also, from that episode, I really love the concept of friends and birthday parties and gifts. Since everybody our age seems to be in very different stages of life and in their finances, if you get invited to a birthday party that will cost you an arm and a leg, privately go ahead and get naked with them and let them know it's not in your budget. And, you know, instead say, like, I would like to do something one-on-one with you that is within your budget.
0: Right. Okay. Yeah, that's something I can definitely practice in the new year. Same, definitely in the new year. In the new year. And another episode we did about financials was decoding crypto. If you guys remember that episode, (laughs) episode 58. And this was another one we put off for months for so long. So long we put it off because it was so far out of our element and we spent hours researching just to come up with (laughs) literally, it was like, what was it called? It was like crypto Crypto for babies, for preschoolers (laughs) or something (laughs) like that. but But in line in the end we did feel a lot more knowledgeable on crypto and we also had somebody reach out to us and was like hey like who is in he's
1: in crypto yeah and he he dm'd me and he was like hey so like i saw that you had this episode and i was fully prepared for you guys to have completely botched it and he was like you actually were completely right That's so proud of us. We watched so many, but it was a lot. It was so much. I'm going to do a really very brief breakdown here. If you missed that episode, I just feel like we all need to know this was the year of crypto. You get a cryptocurrency wallet address, very similar to a bank account, but there's no card that goes along with it. It's just an account number. Mm -hmm. You don't provide any personal information to start a wallet, so your identity is not even attached to the account. Yes, any cryptocurrency held in your wallet is owned by you and not a bank which means that nobody can shut down that account but yes. the problem is if you lose access to your account or if you don't write down the recovery phrase you're done all that crypto it's gone forever yeah. so you know it's definitely got its pros and its cons but knowing how it works fundamentally Very big for us. Oh, yeah, for sure. And you can listen to that whole episode, and you can hear Corinne explain blockchains (laughs) as if she is a literal genius. (laughs) And like we said, no
0: factual errors. We done did that episode. Go get in there. And in terms of our own lives, what we learned about personal finance. I feel like I did a lot better this year about splitting my business and personal expenses. I really struggled with that last year. My mom is my accountant. This woman is on me. Okay. This woman Mm -hmm. is on- hot on my trail. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I i was really um, proud of myself and I got a separate business account and now I do that. And also now I have my assistant Danielle and she's got personal and business. Card. It's, all, it's all aligned and it's all clean and, and it will save my ass at tax time. Uh, that's the thing. That's the thing.
1: For me, I got a lot more organized. So I've always had the business and personal separated. Yeah. But I made like separate accounts. So I made one account just for like having fun money, basically. So I separated all my finances into categories and percentages. And then when I get paid out from my business, I put the money into the categories. So for example, let's say I made $1,000. I would dedicate 20% of my income to retirement and investment. So I'd put 200 in there. Another 20% goes into the fun account. So oh my 200 God. in there, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I want a fun account. Yeah, because then it's like when you look at your checking, you're like, well, all this is for, like, my life and bills and health. But then I have my fun account where I can, you know, go have on fun. trips or whatever. <gasps>
0: I love that. Yeah. So that's love a, that. That's a life hack. Yes. And we have a lot oh, more life hacks yes, we learned we through do. the pod. Yes,
1: we do. Like
0: the health insurance episode. I'm so proud of us. Oh, my
1: God. We were dreading that one so hard. Yes. And we put it off for so long because we just didn't want to get into the abyss that is <laughs> health insurance here in the United States of America. But I think we both felt really empowered after researching and doing that episode. Yes. Including the difference between HMOs, PPOs, and PO. Essays. yes and if you're
0: listening and you missed that really quick recap okay recap. an hmo covers in network costs which is a network of hospitals and clinics that have contracts with and must be coordinated through a primary care physician so if you have to see a specialist or get tests done like an x-ray you have to do a referral from your primary care doctor now a ppo You can visit any provider without referral, both inside and outside your network, which gives you flexibility. However, the overall costs of a PPO are usually higher in out-of-network care. Well, an out-of-network care will always be more expensive. And then lastly, the POS, really kind of like a little mix of HMO or PPOs. Like a PPO, they cover out-of-network healthcare, but like HMOs, they center around a primary care physician. So they're less expensive than PPOs but more expensive than HMOs. Oh my god.
1: And that's yeah. that on that and that. Yeah, bitch. Just... <laughs> Sorry. It was <laughs> truly just the definition of knowledge is power. And yeah. I think that
0: having that knowledge made me a lot more comfortable with oh. the
1: It's so, I think it's purposely confusing. No,
0: it is. It is. And from that episode, I was really proud of myself because I actually had to get new health insurance this year and I was able to pick out my little plan, my little package all by myself without asking my mother. Which is a goal of mine. Which was, I think, the title of the episode. "Is how to not call your yes. parents. Yes. And ask Which for I help. couldn't do when I had to get.
1: I was like, please. But after this episode, I probably could have done no, it. No,
0: I did it this year and I was like, there you go, Corinne. There
1: you go. Another little life hack section here. Chef Megan Mitchell. We had Chef Megan Mitchell. She is uh, the master chef of your own kitchen. That was the title on that. Yes. And we asked her what the top five spices you should have in your kitchen. Excluding salt and pepper. Yeah. And she said you need cinnamon curry powder garlic powder turmeric
0: and red chili flakes and i feel like i think i have all of those that's just a little life hack that you should have yeah takeaway and also a big takeaway from that episode for me was meal prepping and how much time Mm -hmm. that saves in my life that was something i started this year that i really loved i actually kind of stopped but yeah i need to start that but you can also just do what meg does which is ingredient prep not the whole meal but just like chopping all your veggies up like that is what i need to do yeah 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 so Life hacks. There we go. Yeah. And then in our real lives, some little life hacks we came up with outside of the podcast was my life coach got me to start doing notebooks, which I shared with Natalie. Genius. Every project I have, right? I just said I'm producing like five to six different TV and film projects. I have a notebook for each one. And then when I have a meeting on, let's say, one of these TV shows, I bring out my little notebook and I'm taking notes during the meeting. I say who I met with, what we said, and what are the next steps. Because a lot of the times I'd go to my life coach and be like, okay, you working on this project. What's, what are you guys doing next? And i go – I can't remember. I have no idea. Uh, I have no, no, I have no clue. clue. I don't even remember that meeting, honestly. And they're color-coordinated, oh, too. Oh, they're color-coordinated. And so now when she's like, hey, what you talk? Oh, we spoke on this day with this person. Yes. And actually, the next thing I'm supposed to do is this. Yes. And I did this when
1: she told me about it. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is revolution. Because my notebook, you guys, oh, my God. You can't have one notebook with everything. It was like notes from my meetings, then like doodles of jewelry, then like scratching things out, then stuff for the pocket. It was a mess.
0: Now you have your own little color coordinated notebooks for each thing in your life. Yes. Another um, life hack that we learned this
1: year from our trip to Mexico all inclusive resorts. It is it.
0: That's where it's at. That is it.
1: Natalie and I were paid to go on our trip. We literally, I mean, not, not, we weren't sponsored or anything, but like they essentially paid us. It was that cheap. It
0: was dirt cheap. We went to Puerto Vallarta Mm -hmm. and all our food, drinks, everything was free, including alcohol.
1: Yeah. Including alcohol. Like literally. Everything was free. Yeah. And yeah, don't be afraid if you're like, oh, all-inclusive resorts could be like a cruise ship vibe. Do not fear the cruise ship because it was so much fun. It was so much fun. <laughs> it was the best time. Also, I think Instacart is a big life hack.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You, you got me on it, I think. like, Or you, at least when I'm feeling really stressed out, you're like, just Instacart. Yes. God, I'm
1: like, oh, Okay. Yeah, I yes. Instacart. That um, was something I picked up in 2021 because everybody's been doing it. Yeah. But then I was like, I guess I should
0: try it. No, it's great. And that's the end of our recapping 2021 lessons episode. We hope you guys picked up a fact or a hack or two. We're going to be bringing this into the new year. Uh-huh. Okay, Nat, should we circle back on this Prosecco, Prosecco that we've been drinking? La Marca. Ooh, do you want to introduce the hottie?
1: No, Nat, I want you to introduce the hottie. Right, Hi, okay? guys. The hottie of 2021. Timothée Chalamet Timothée
0: baby Timothée baby Okay and I actually went back So episode 11 is when you said That I don't understand You said he's, How did you find Oh that? I went back I went back Maybe we'll put in a clip right here But you said he's not for me But you did say I'm open to be, having my mind changed Okay And I said episode 11 I said don't you worry guys I will fight for this Here we are today Wow, and I didn't really fight for it. Natalie really came for it on on her own. Yeah, because she had a Timothy Chalamet week. Yes, where she saw French Dispatch and Dune, In and the she was same like, "All right, I get it." Yeah,
1: and now I'm fully on board with Timothy. And
0: here we are. I just feel like what a culmination of the year. Wow, episode 11. I can't believe you found it. That. Was, it was credit card points. You can go back and listen to that. That was you a know great about episode. Card
1: <laughs> but anyways, so one to Timothée. Oh, one to Timothée. I like this. I really like, you just can't, it's just like
0: your standard, it's just good. I'd give it a nine. I'm going to give it a nine. Nine out of Timothée, Chalamet, baby. Should we give it a ti- We can give it a Timothée out of Timothée. Should we? Yes. Also, I'm really nervous I'm going to re- meet him in real life and I'm going to say Timothée. That's not his name, right? It's Timothy.
1: His name is, okay, well, here's what I've learned. His name is Timothée. Oh, it's Timothée.
0: Because it it's French?
1: French, but it's Timothy. But it Timothe. Timothée. Timothée. Timote. <laughs> it, it really is. I watched an interview where he was like, yeah, it's Timote."
0: Oh, Timothée. Yeah. Okay. I like to say Timothée.
1: Timothée, baby. <laughs>
0: okay. <laughs> All right, this is the part of the episode where we play a little wrap up game, and this is our last one for 2021. Oh my God. We're doing a different one. We're doing roses and thorns, which is like our highlights and lowlights for the year. Nat, do you want to go first?
1: Oh, okay. I'll start with my roses, which was I was able to go to Hawaii and Mexico, which were true vacations. Yes. Like actual, just like sitting around doing nothing, which is hard. I never do that. Going to Salem big highlight for me that was so much fun i painted a lot more this year my business grew a lot this year my nephew luca was born
0: baby luca is so cute he's so
1: flipping cute and i bought my dream car i know that was a big surprise for me i was like holy shit so yeah those are my roses should i do thorns or do you want to do your roses
0: we'll do our thorns together. I don't want to go off your thorn with my rose. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Okay, so my rose, honestly, 2021, like, I really have thought about it. I'm like, This was one of the best years of my life. Knock on wood. Hopefully nothing happens. I got to buy my first home, which was something I've been saving for for like five years. I got my little baby, Archie. (gasps) And I got to go on a lot of fun trips, one of which was going to Tahoe for 4th of July, which is literally my least favorite holiday. I hate the 4th of July more than anything. And I had... (laughs) The best time with Joe and his family. Like, I've never enjoyed that holiday, and I had such a fun time in Tahoe. And I just hit a lot of financial milestones that I've been really trying to get to. I sold a TV show, which I've been working on for five years, which is a huge highlight of my life. Yes. And also, Joe came to Hawaii with my family, and I really just feel like there was a big shift in like no longer him being an outsider, but him being part of our family there. Mm -hmm. Like, there's just something happened where, like, it, he just like felt like he was part. He was like, yeah. okay, the, he's in the gang. Now. Yeah,
1: he's he's officially been initiated. Yeah. Yes,
0: love all, right. all that. All, all right, four thorns. It's. It I don't want to end on our thorns, but we will. But we're <laughs>
1: just going to my thorns. I think I had a lot of family wounds that were reopened of all kinds, which has been very hard. Yeah, but also has been very very healing. Yeah, I th- also had a very good year i really got to know myself very much and i really did love this year but there's definitely been some big pain moments in there
0: oh yeah no yeah. i definitely know i definitely had like the worst one of the not worst weeks of my life i won't say that but i had a horrible week Yep. i remember that in, in 2021 uh-huh. where
1: this is the big
0: thorn the big thorn the big thorn of my ass <laughs> Truly. I got COVID, which would probably not be a big deal. You know, everyone probably got COVID at this point. But I got COVID at the worst possible time. Truly. Okay. It was one week where we had Joe's nephew's first birthday party, who I'm very close to because – He's a COVID baby. I was, like, one of the only people that saw him yeah. for the, his first year of life. First, like, few days yeah. of life. Um, so I missed that because I got COVID. And then also I missed one of my best friend's weddings because I had COVID. Uh, uh, so his birthday was on a Sunday. Her Wedding was on a Saturday, the following Saturday, I couldn't go to either. Yeah. And I just, that was a big, and I just laid on the ground and I would just like cry. I mean, it's horrible. In your sun patch. In my little sun patch. And I just, I just cried. So it was was really, really hard. But you know what? I can count my blessings and it could have been way worse. I didn't get anybody sick which was, like, a huge yeah. – I didn't get Joe sick. I didn't get anybody sick. Yeah. Um, and also
1: your symptoms weren't horrible because she's a
0: fully vaxxed bitch. Yeah. You know, I'm vaxxed and waxed. So, so didn't pass it. Yeah. Recovered just fine. Have no lingering symptoms. All things to be grateful for. And, yeah, that was our year. Oh, my God. What an insane episode we just did. It was – it was a whole year We've got in a review. a whole year in review. But um, hey. And I'm so excited for next year. I can't wait. <gasps> and we will be back next week, y'all. We're here every week. Every, every single week. We're here every Get week. Get ready
1: for the next 52 because they are going to be bigger, better, <laughs> more fabby, more fantastic.
0: More fantastical. <laughs> All right. We love you guys so much. We'll see you next year, AKA next week. Love, love you. you. <laughs> Bye.